Hello there. Welcome to the Life is Hard, God is Good podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Miller. And today, I'm so excited to say, is our first episode of the Word of the Year project. And I have my very first guest, Caitlin Hill, a dear, dear friend of mine who I cherish. And um, we know each other. We've known each other the past few years, but I've gotten really close and she's just an amazing human being. And so I'm really thankful that she's here today to share with us her word of the year. So Caitlin, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and you can share how we know each other too. Yeah, well, first of all, thank you so much, Rachel, for having me on your podcast. It's so exciting. I love, Rachel was nice about me, so I'm gonna be nice about her for a second. She has the most amazing podcast. I love it so much. I listen to it. Um, during like my nightly baths all the time and she has a great soothing voice so I would highly recommend but on Aww. top of that she's just like a sweet personality a loving friend she might even cut this out because she doesn't like <laughs> things about herself but I really want it to be in there so she's just all around great but anyways well, thank back you. to <laughs> you're welcome uh I my name is Caitlin in case you didn't catch up from all that and Rachel and I actually met in college so I I guess that means like three years now which is crazy it feels like so short but so long almost four years oh my goodness almost four years because we've been out of college for a year okay wow wow okay because we both we both graduated in three years from the same school so it was like a weird thing yeah yeah such a weird little thing but yeah we danced together so I feel like also if you're a dancer you just know that dancing just like I mean I guess sports people know that too but it's just like a bond that's so Mm -hmm. beyond classes beyond friendship you just have these things that will always stay with you but yeah I've had the privilege even though I moved away I've had the privilege to get to visit her a couple times and we stay connected which makes my heart so happy because I hate losing friendships after moving away so but yeah I do I do live in a different state now Um, I'm with my husband Josh and we live in a cute little downtown apartment with our little noisy puppy who everyone hates but I think is really cute she's adorable she's adorable yeah basically I just am an anxious mess all the time and I through that try and love people really well like Jesus loved me that's a short sum of my life (laughs) (laughs) that's beautiful yes well I'm so thankful that you're here today and um if you don't know this Caitlin is also she does all the beautiful artwork from the podcast I give her like the podcast and she makes this gorgeous artwork out of it and that's on the Instagram page so yeah she's just amazing so yeah thank you for being here we let's get started First of all, what is your word of the year for 2021? The reason you have me here, I should probably remember that. No, um, my word of the year is actually the same as it's been the past two years, but it's dependency. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I it's basically dependent, but I just think dependency is cuter to write with the little Y at the end. So, yeah, yeah. but sense. to be dependent is the idea behind my word of the year. Mm-hmm. And how did this word come about? This word came about, so it started two years ago, which is 2019 now. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. Time flies. But uh, at the beginning of 2019, I had been going through a rough couple of years before that. And so ended up being in an inpatient center and just learned a lot of, a lot of valuable lessons through that. It was a Christian inpatient center. So I got a lot of mental health help and got a lot of spiritual guidance. And one thing I learned is that I used to view dependency as completely unacceptable and bad, which is true in some 
scenarios like codependency or being dependent on like your parents for money or I don't know the internet for happiness or things that aren't good sources but I had never used that I just then um, used that word as a bad idea instead of thinking about it as a good thing when it comes to my relationship with God and so I've been Mm -hmm approaching my relationship with Christ like I needed to do a bunch of things and achieve things and be independent so that I was worthy of whatever I needed to be worthy of in that relationship rather than acknowledging the fact that Jesus literally created me to be dependent on him he didn't create me to be this independent being that never needed to run back to him for help and that just has really been shifting my faith through the past year, but I also feel like I didn't really want to let go. I didn't feel like that season of life was over. Like it's been a long year and it almost feels like five years and I can't believe it's already 2020. But at the same time, at the beginning of 2020 was when I was when I finally picked the word dependency, sat with it the rest of the year. And then even in this year, I'm learning that that same thing, like through life circumstances, through faith lessons, through whatever, it just has been a, a prominent theme in my life. Hmm. Yeah. And that's so hard because there are a lot of situations where dependency is something that we don't want to have or it's seen as a negative thing. But with our relationship with God, dependency is a good thing. So that's a hard thing to differentiate and it's not always a bad thing. Absolutely. So how have you seen your word played out in the last couple of years? Like after well, COVID, honestly, would be a big one. Um, I'm sure a lot of people <laughs> can put COVID as a way to relate to a lot of issues right now for everyone. But for us, particular, particularly me and my husband, we um, lost our full-time jobs because they were in the non-essential industry. And because we lived far away from home, it was kind of a decision of like, do we stay here? and chance that we'll get unemployment or make it through or do we move back to be closer to our family and so we at least know that we have somewhere to fall back on which was not really where we wanted to be but just through a lot of prayer and discussion that was kind of what we thought was the best decision at the time and so did a cross-country move in the middle of covid with a puppy (laughs) no staying at hotels it was insanity so Learn to be very dependent then because everything that could go wrong did go wrong. I still don't understand. We were also in the middle of school at the time, so I don't even know how we graduated and did that. Talking about it now, I'm just like, whoa, that was a year ago. That was crazy. But then we kind of got settled. We lived with my parents for a while, which was hard as a married couple. So learning to sort through all of that made me, you learn a lot about dependency when you live with your parents and your spouse because who are you dependent to? That's a weird lesson. But then we finally moved out and I had to really learn to be dependent on God for a little bit our finances, but also I'd say more just like our career paths. Like we had these big dreams and goals that we felt that God had given us in the college. And then we felt like we were working nine to five jobs with no purpose just to survive. And then right when things would kind of line up in the fall, we thought we had a good plan and then things shut down again and my husband was unemployed or 
we thought we would get a good house lined up to buy and that would fall through and we couldn't find a house to live in. Even with doctors, like we've been trying to establish health insurance in a new state and we finally get something lined up, but then that person won't take the certain insurance or we're on a waiting list for months. And so it just feels like we get so close to things finally being normal again and then it doesn't happen. And I think in that I've had to learn that if I'm dependent on those things playing out as like that being my stability, then I'm going to be disappointed every time maybe not like right away but for sure every time but if I'm dependent on God for my sense of stability and my schedule and my life as like my core value of why I'm functioning day to day then I won't be disappointed because he's stable but it's a lot less it's a lot less planned out or um comparable I guess to put your dependability in something that's unseen than it is to put your dependability in like a better budgeting plan or Mm. um, a better job or a better schedule or just doing things that actually show that you can see and that are tangible versus then putting my dependency in something that I know is truth, but also I can't, it's hard to explain to other people when I say that that's how we're living our lives or it's hard for me to even accept because I can't see it directly in front of me. Yeah. Dependency. It sounds like the way you're describing it, like it's a lot related to faith and just trusting him with things that we can't see. How do you feel like, or what do you feel like God has been teaching you or showing you about himself with the word dependency? I feel like he's shown me that he is very dependable and I mean, that's kind of a cliche answer, but in that's the sense true. that I, yeah. I think sometimes I don't give him enough credit for how dependable he really is and how much, how much truth and life there is when I'm dependent in him and his plans for me. And even if his plans are to wait or, it's just a crappy week and there's no goodness in it. I can still depend on him for his comfort. And I just know that he's a constant that doesn't, doesn't shake when times get hard. And I think I've experienced that enough times in my life with other relationships where I finally feel like I have a dependable friend or a dependable, uh, relationship like boyfriend girlfriend or uh even like family relationships where I'm like wow this has finally gotten to a point where I can depend on them like I have a good thing going and then because we're all human something happens and I um, am disappointed and so sometimes I put those traits on God and I think that he's going to fail me instead of Mm. trusting the fact that he is different than all of those relationships that have hurt me no matter if it was whoever's fault it was there was hurt that happened but in when I have my dependability focused and centered in who God is and my relationship with him I know he's not gonna like run away at the first sign of harm so he's dependable in the sense that he cares for me when I can barely get out of bed in the morning and he's also dependable when I'm like doing great at work and striving to teach the kids that I love better and striving to 
maybe get a promotion. Like he's there in the big things and in the hard things. And that's, that's why I feel like the dependent word has been so true and how I see God's character is that he's just very stable and doesn't run at signs of conflict. Mm. Yeah. What do you feel like he's been showing you about yourself with the word dependency? Well, he's been showing me that I don't like dependency, (laughs) that I am a very do-it-myself person. And I think a lot of that stems from from needing to be shown my my value or that I'm worthy through that. So years of people pleasing, years of if I do more, then I'll be loved more. And that's never really something God told me, but it's something that society told me. And I just let seep in and that became my truth. Mm. And so even though I can tell you that, that doesn't mean that I can live from day to day and know that that's what's actually like driving me. I'll get like three or four days into like saying yes to everything and running myself ragged. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I guess God will like tap me on the shoulder and be like, um, Hey, that's like not how I designed you Mm -hmm. to like be all things for all people. Like that's my job. (laughs) I need you to be dependent on me. And then we'll see where things go from here. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Like I'm not designed to do this all on my own. And in some ways, it's a form of pride, too, like saying that I'm like, it's not like a, it's not like I'm going about it being like, I'm trying to be prideful, because in my head, I think it's being more servantly or like having a servant's heart. But in reality, it's me saying, I'm just as good as God, because I can be all Mm -hmm. things to all people and do it on my own and need no help from anyone, rather than being like, oh, God is God, he can be all things for all people. And I need to, like, humble myself and know that I'm a human. Like, I'm still dependable on God, and he can help me do – he can help me serve people, and he can help give me strength to, like, get through the day. But he also is not going to somehow elevate me to his level to be all things for all people. That's really good. So how do you feel like God's been showing you or teaching you about other people with dependency? Because we are supposed to be fully dependent on God, but it looks a little bit different with people because we're people aren't fully dependable. Yeah. So what does that look like? Well, it, that is so difficult. Like kind of like I was saying, like where I got my sense of dependency through broken relationships. That doesn't mean that you can't be de- like, that would be so sad to live through the world. Like I can't trust anyone. I think it just means that I take, at least for me personally, I'm no expert in this, but that I take my dependency with other people with a grain of salt so that I can still be protected. Or if there are certain relationships where I know that time and time again, that has not worked out, then maybe better boundaries are put in that relationship. Mm -hmm. But I know for sure that I can open my heart and be fully trusting towards God's dependability, which helps heals old wounds and then allows me to have vulnerability to to try and develop friendships or relationships or community within the church that are, that still have some give and take of dependability. Like they're having a hard week. They can depend on me to be groceries or I'm having a hard week. I can depend on them to come over and help me do my dishes, but we're not depending on each other. 110%. We're not Mm -hmm. making that person into God, not asking them to be all things for all people. Instead, I'm like placing my levels of dependency in the right place. And I think that 
I mean, I think if everyone did that, everyone would be a lot healthier. But at least for me doing that, it makes me a lot healthier. <laughs> That's a hard balance to have. Yeah, I'm not people, good at it. Sure. And this might be a strange question, but for the word dependency, do you feel like there's an image or a Bible verse that's really been sticking out to you with that? Yeah. So I had, there were a lot that I was given when I started first learning about the word dependency. And so I had to go back and look them up. And I think there's so many wonderful images of them in the Bible. But the one that really sticks out to me is one of the parables that Jesus gives in, I believe it's John. And he talks about how Uh, how he is the vine and we are the branches. So if we remain in him, then we will be flourishing. But if we don't, then apart from him, we'll be nothing. Mm. And there's actually a tattoo that I really want to get side note, but I just, I love plants one. So I think I just really like this first, but two, just the idea of being like when I was rooted in being dependent on other people, that was soil that was like not fulfilling my needs. So my plants were dying all my leaves were brown and gross. But when I put my roots in God's dependability, I start to flourish. And I think even now I notice that, but I'm I still doing a lot of self-searching and don't understand why I can't like rest in that dependability all the time. Like it's not something I can live in for more than a couple days before I revert back to old ways. But when I do, I notice that I feel like I start to like almost like bloom again, like mm. I'm getting refreshments that I need. My soul feels like it's healing. And so that's why I love that um, passage. It's specifically John 15, 5, that verse that says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. Mm -hmm. I just think that's such a good good picture of how powerful he is. It's just that easy, like being in him all the branches being apart from him nothing like it's so black and white yeah because it's really easy for us to want to make it all on our own and want to do it and be independent but he made us to rely on him for that and depend on him so that's beautiful because it feels so good too like to rely on ourselves yeah we feel like so cool yeah it's so hard mm-hmm. definitely not something i'm an expert at <laughs> that's really cool Do you have anything else that you want to share about your word or just anything that he's been teaching you? I think it's just such a countercultural idea. Maybe that's part of the reason I have a hard time doing it, but I think that's also why it sticks. Of like right now people are told to be all things to all people and be busier and do more instead of resting and be still. And that's literally what he's asking us to do, like remain in him. He has the nutrients, like depend on him and then we will flourish, which seems so backwards. So I think I know that's that I have a hard time like connecting those dots and I just like that's not working for me. So I would just know that like if you're going to be like, oh, I really like that idea. For some reason, I think like I'm going to start focusing on dependability to just know in advance that it is like an upside down value and it's not going to click right. Like it's going to feel awkward and bad before it feels good. Mm. Yeah. So the word upside down, it's like an upside down concept. Yeah. It's like, um, can you talk a little bit about that too? Yeah. That's 
can't give me that's another tattoo I actually have that one (laughs) (laughs) but I love the upside down kingdom it was something that was told to me one time about basically how Jesus's kingdom that he established on earth when he came was everything upside down than the values of the time and that is how we're supposed to still be living now so like as a rule of thumb it's not always applicable but if something feels easy or comfortable or nurturing like you're it's probably not the value that Jesus asked us to do like he asked us to love the poor to give up all of our stuff to not be rich and do everything like all the things we strive for he's actually like no I want you to give all that up and follow me anyways to not be popular to not necessarily agree with everyone's political opinions like it's a very dicey dicey thing that he asked us to do and I think so often we just get into like the ho-hum of like I'm gonna get my college degree and then have a house and like get married and have 2.5 kids and I like get trapped in that all the time of like and then I have my dog and like my degree that makes a hundred thousand dollars like a year so I can like save and have these retirement plans which is all great like I'm not saying don't do those things but also like we literally are not made to live on this earth we're mm-hmm. citizens of that upside down kingdom that mm-hmm. eventually will become heaven once jesus comes back and so just remembering to live in those values will feel so out of body weird because we're not in the upside down kingdom but we are citizens of it so we're supposed to be living like it mm, yeah that is so good caitlin thank you so much for sharing today the things that god has been showing in the last couple of years with your word dependency. There's a lot that I think we can all learn about being dependent on God, like you were saying. And I'm so happy you're the first person on the podcast. So yay! I am so honored and so happy (laughs) to have that little privilege. I'm going to like frame, I don't know, you can't really frame podcasts, but I'll like print out the like title of like this podcast, like frame it be like, this is my claim to fame. Yes. Yes. Well, friends, that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining me on today's special episode of the Life is Hard, God is Good podcast, the first episode of the Word of the Year for 2021. And we had our first guest, Caitlin. It's such an honor and a privilege to have her be a part of the podcast today. And you can see her artwork on our podcast Instagram account at Life is Hard, God is Good podcast. She has some beautiful art. You should definitely check it out. And if you'd please leave us rates, write reviews, and share with your friends the awesome things that you are hearing, because God has amazing truth and goodness for us, even in the hardships of life. Have a great week, my friends.